This is the Honest CEO Show, hosted by the Honest CEO, Caroline Kennedy. Get ready to be informed, inspired, and motivated by the honest stories from passionate, extraordinary business people who share their ups and downs and their learnings on the journey to building success in business. Welcome, and today my guest is Kelly Baker-Jamison, a highly successful entrepreneur. Along with her sister, Abby, they both run the Chocolate Gift Emporium Edible Blooms. From a small business startup in 2005, Edible Blooms celebrated their 10th birthday in 2015 and employs more than 50 staff across seven locations and has grown into a household name in Australia for gift delivery. Edible Blooms was named 2009 Telstra Small Business of the Year for Australia. And in 2011, Kelly was the South Australian Telstra Businesswoman of the Year. With a background in marketing and business development, Kelly has worked in professional services, publishing and membership organisations. A self-confessed chocoholic, she is passionate about growing her business and helping other women to achieve both their professional and personal goals. Congratulations, Kelly, on building a highly successful business and your amazing achievements to date. Thank you so much and thanks for having me today. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. So tell us, where did it all begin? Uh, Well, Edible Bloom started in 2005. Um, I was living in Brisbane at the time and um, had this um, really amazing idea to send bouquets that you could eat. Um, And uh, Edible Blooms literally started from... um, I guess because I'd always love sending flowers, but um, I used to get frustrated when I'd order something online, something different would um, turn up. There wasn't a lot of consistency. Uh, So I thought, uh, you know, the idea of having an edible bouquet and I could put the right quality um, processes in place to make sure that when someone ordered from us in Adelaide and they were sending to Brisbane, exactly what they saw online is what we delivered um, because every gift every bouquet came with a recipe so it was very clear and transparent on our website as to what we were delivering and um, before we knew it in the first year we had um, uh, my sister and I had locations in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne and Adelaide and um, we created this national business within 12 months so it was a really we both worked extremely hard in that first year and um, we've continued to do so pretty much right up until today. <laughs> and I'm sure you will continue to do so into the future as well. Yes. Yeah. Now, exactly. Edi- edible balloon- Blooms, um, I understand, made a million dollars in sales in the first financial year of operation. That is amazing. How did you guys achieve that? Um, do you know, I look back and I think, wow, that was pretty good. But at the time, we were just so busy doing, we didn't even realised we'd done well at the time because we were so focused on um, creating this national business and having that consistency of product. And I think um, those focus on those fundamentals and not on turnover is really important. So um, that, you know, and we have a very viral product. So our customers love telling their family friends about edible blooms um, and that still continues today so um, if we if we focus on doing the right thing by our customers and I think it's the same for any business then um, the success will follow um, regardless. Yeah and I completely agree with that and I wish all business owners had that thought process. Like any startup I'm sure you were very hands-on at the beginning and operational so can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so um, 
from the very beginning, um, I, I literally traded in my car for a purple delivery van and um, back then there was no GPS mapping. So uh, deliveries were made with a street directory on our laps as we were trying to find <laughs> um, addresses. And um, so, uh, and I think that's the, one of the great things when you start a small business, I think, you know, you sort of look back and think, oh gosh, it would have been nice if we had a lot of money when we started out because we were literally running on a shoestring. But um, not having a lot of money in that disposal we had to do a lot of things ourselves and I think that means that you get to learn every hat that needs to be worn in your business which yeah. there are a lot of them um, everything from accounts through to food safety for us um, uh, to marketing and um, IT support all those things um, it's, we have a lot of people who work with us now that help us with those things but we actually really understand those fundamentals and that makes it a lot easier to do our jobs. Yeah, and I think too when you understand every aspect of the business and particularly at the beginning as well because, you know, when you set something up, um, uh, as you experience it, you can see then better ways of doing things or you can see that could be improved whereas if you don't necessarily experience that, um, it's hard to make those improvements, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Now, I'm a big believer in the fact that to grow a business, you must spend time working on your business rather than in your business. Now, I know that's very hard, especially for small business owners, because they do have to wear a lot of hats. And in the startup phase, that's impossible to some degree. Um, but, you know, it is an important element. So what was the turning point where you shifted from working in the business to working on the business? Um, that was a really clear moment for us because um, it was when we actually introduced cloud systems into our business and we were quite early adopters um, of cloud systems because having multiple locations, we needed a way for us to have transparency and see what was happening in every store around the country. So um, it was in 2009 that we uh, introduced cloud. Actually, it was 2008. 2009, we were fully up and running. But 2008, we um, moved all of our accounts, website um, and inventory onto a um, called, everyone knows what they are now, ERP systems. Yep. Um, but back then, not many people knew what the cloud actually meant. And it was a big leap of faith for us. But we we were really at a point where we had to do something to uh, to make our, all of our stores talk together and, and work together on one system. So we were one of the first adopters in Australia of cloud business systems and literally as soon as this, it was in place and we mapped out all of our new customer service touch points um, through our cloud systems and we had this incredible um, access to data and information on all of our stores and it really was this huge weight off of my shoulders <laughs> because um, I could see from logging into our dashboard minute to minute how our sales were performing in each of our locations yeah. around the country and I know from feedback from the Telstra Business Awards judges that was a real standout for us because they were so impressed this tiny business had such great systems <laughs> um, supporting us and and it really meant a lot less plane travel for my sister and I and it meant um, a lot better communication between our stores so if we saw a red flag popping up on our Sydney dashboard we could pick up the phone and talk the teams through it and make sure that customer service because we'd sort of grown so fast things were getting a little bit crazy yeah so um, having that kind of 
um, viewpoint on all of our stores suddenly meant um, from soon after that point we weren't in on the plane as much and we also weren't in one particular office every day Monday to Friday we could literally work from home um, if we wanted to and I find that really productive um, the days that my sister and I spend working from our home offices um, we get so much more done on the business because you're not fielding questions or having meetings and just um Keeping up with your email inbox, (laughs) you're actually working on things that are really important for the business. So, um, you know, for anyone that has an opportunity of um, having some a day out of the office, that's when that's when you get the most work done on the business. You're not stuck on that treadmill. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. And I think um, what you've just described is is key. Is that that visibility across all of your stores? must have been like a godsend because you can see instantly, as you've just described, um, you know, a red flag or something that needs to be actioned and you can take action so you can move a lot faster and swifter within your business as well and make decisions, informed decisions too, based on what the data is telling you. Yeah, exactly. That's right. It's making quick decisions, which is really important. Yeah. Now, you're currently the face of uh, Telstra business products and your business, as you've just described, is highly dependent on technology and efficient e-commerce. So over and above that, tell us how, um, what we just discussed before, tell us how technology has impacted your business. Um, As I said before, with the cloud technology, that's been a really big part of our business. And um, Telstra's had, in more recent times, had quite a push themselves into um, cloud-based systems for small business. So um, what was really great timing for us is already we were Telstra telephone users, but um, our main um, cloud um, web system which is called Neato um, with one of their earlier customers and I've really loved seeing the success of that particular business and Telstra actually acquired 51% of that business um, just over 12 months ago so um, so we became more than just a telephone user of Telstra we started and a lot of the other business apps that they have we also use those in our business so we became this really good case study for them of how people (laughs) were using technology while in their business so um and it's a genuine, um, a genuine relationship that we have with Telstra in that we actually do use their products and they do all talk to each other. And that's another thing. You can have the greatest of systems, but if they don't talk to each other, they're not a lot of use. So, um, the and actually Telstra have acquired some really amazing products, I have to say. So, um, so it's been a real pleasure to be part of their campaign. And um, I guess if we're having success with products, it's great when we can tell other businesses about it too. Yeah, absolutely. Now, digital media um, is the tech side of marketing, I suppose. And how important is social media in your marketing plan? Um, It's becoming more and more important year on year. I was a slower adopter of social because I um, am a really analytical marketer. So we look at um, which channels are actually delivering sales. It's not just about people hearing about edible blooms. We want people who are transactional and actually are enjoying and buying our services. So. Um, so we actually look at each channel and what our cost is to make a sale because if you don't do that, you can waste a lot of money in your yep. marketing budget very easily. So we um, uh, so we've been really particular about that. And um, with early days, I saw social not actually generating transactions it was just a talk fest yeah um, but I'm seeing that changing a lot so it's becoming a really important part of our marketing mix so we've sort of always dabbled in social but very much now it's um, integral to our marketing strategy moving forward 
And I think that, and I would agree with you completely because, um, you know, measuring a return on investment and the impact from social can be quite challenging. Uh, And a lot of marketers have resisted because of that. And certainly I'm one uh, as well. But then it's just because, you know, it's the power of the people now, isn't it? Very much about that sharing with their family and friends and referrals and talking about um, particularly your products because your products are fantastic and they're just they're easy to talk about and share on social media um, because they have that wow factor as well. Um, mm. yeah, yeah, well, I think so. And I think that anything that's visual and um, people – it photographs well that's something that really helps with social and I think that's the thing that everybody's really noticing in marketing is that images speak so much louder than words um, and customers voices are worth so much more than your own so um, it's a matter of trying to harness that Um, and um, yeah but it it, you know it's it's an ongoing challenge and it changes quickly like every day um, social trends and social um, channels there's new channels all the time um so in that that's a really challenging thing for small businesses to keep up with um so um and it's it's actually time intensive as well so for businesses to actually invest in social media it's a big it's not just the knowledge but it's the time in keeping those channels updated it's a big big cost to all business now yeah and it is very much about repetition as well you've got to be present continually as opposed to just on an ad hoc basis Mm. to see that impact too. Yeah, now, that's right. I've always believed that customers and staff make a business and without them you don't have a business. And I come from a corporate environment um, and this philosophy is not always recognised there. However, most entrepreneurial business understand and embrace the importance of a culture in the workplace. And I can certainly see that Edible Blooms is one of those businesses. So tell us about your culture at within the business? I'm sure I'd love that. Um, we Our culture is really important to us because it's a really, um, uh, it's the voice that our customers hear when they um, choose Edible Blooms. So we have um, three core values, which are being fun, fresh and authentic. Um, fun's about um, our attitude at work and having a smile on our face. Uh, fresh is actually about innovation and new ideas and being up with new trends um, in the marketplace. Um, and our authentic values around being true and honest and always being um, absolutely transparent with one another and also our customers, um, regardless of what that is. So um, we're very particular about those three values. We've had those that have been consistent for us for the last, I'd say, about seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're sort of early in getting really strong with our values and culture. And we have a, a, a verse that we publish on our about us, about what those um, values mean to us every day in our business but it's interesting I've um I've just come back from the states and I've um I uh, was lucky enough to be on Necker Island for a leadership retreat with mm, Sir Richard Branson yes. and um there were some amazing speakers there and just seeing how um, companies are taking values to the next level um I'm really excited about how we can do it even better than we are now <laughs> so I think we are we, you know I think we do a good job but I think um Uh, people are recognising that work is such an important part of their lives and if you're happy at work um, and you've got a great team around you um, and you really work with those values in a strong way, you can reduce a lot of your company policies because it becomes um, behavioural so you don't need to actually have so many formal 
company policies in place because people will make the right decisions for the business if they're really led by values. Yeah. And um, and that's a really trusting relationship to have, but it's that's the path we want our values to head in is that it's more, um, it's a, there's a greater trust between um, our team members and less of those um, formal policies and procedures. And that's more consistent with our brand values as well. So because um, as a business grows, you start putting all these things in place and sometimes you can easily lose the heart of yep. what your business is about. Yeah. So, um, and it takes sometimes other businesses and seeing how they're doing it and seeing, like, well, I guess people listening today might get some tips there as well, but we're about to embark on a new journey with our values and how that leads our business. And I'm really excited about that because I think it's fundamental um, to our future success. Yeah. And I think it's fundamental to a lot of businesses as well to really get that, that right and create a culture that um, empowers people as well and empowers people to uh, really embrace um, doing the right thing for the customer and and just working together collectively to to continually improve too. Exactly. And I think the other part of that is it's actually saying we're not perfect all the time yeah. and because we'll try new things, it's okay to make mistakes. And we've actually always had that in our company policies is that you're allowed to make a mistake <laughs> here. Um, what we try and do is not to do make the same mistake twice. We would rather our um, team members give it a go, even if they make a mistake, um, than to be afraid of trying something new. And that's really to try and engender that entrepreneurial culture in our business yeah. um, as we've grown. And um, and you sometimes are really good at that. And then you have a period where you stray away and you sort of get focused <laughs> on procedures. And so it's all about, it's, it's a continual shift as a business um, leader is you know, you think you've got something nailed in your business and you think you've got it absolutely working so you're focusing on something new that you're going to get right and then those other things, you have to go back and <laughs> remind everyone about those other fundamentals. So it, it's just it's a continual um, um, circle that you're going around in to keep everything moving in the right direction. So we don't always get it right here but we try our hardest to do it. So, yeah. Um, we, we'd always get an A for effort, I think. <laughs> Well, that's wonderful. I think that that's that that's a great um, mindset to be in as well, and and encouraging you know your staff and em empowering them too to say that we're not perfect and we do make mistakes. But from from that and and the effort comes uh, a lot of innovation as well because people are thinking differently and they know it's okay to make those mistakes as, as you said as long as they're not repeated. Um, you know, I've I've always believed in that as well because it's important to empower people and that's where innovation does come from a lot of the time. Yes. Yep, I agree. Now, it is very evident that Edible Blooms is a customer-centric business. What do yes. you do within the business to ensure the customer is at the centre or the heart of everything you do? Um, something that we've um, had in place now for the last sort of, um, I think it's only three years, is our regular monthly NPS scoring, so net promoter scores. Yep. And so um, two days after somebody sent an Edible Blooms gift, um, we send them an email and, and the key to getting the feedback is not asking too many questions. We literally just ask our customers to give us a score out of 10 on how we performed. Yep. Um, and at the end of each month, uh, we report back by store location where that delivery was made what the MPS score is that's a customer score they've given us yep. um, and actually last month we had our best month ever so our 
blended score nationally was 84, which oh, wow. is really high. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. That is yeah, high. It is really good because yeah. the high score in our category, and it depends on which category you're working in, but it's around 59 is the high score. So ours is consistently 80 plus is where we consider ourselves to be successful. But um, we literally go through every score that we get. If someone gives us a six or below, they will hear from us and we'll follow that up personally because we know something's gone wrong. Um, and we really try and get not many sevens and eights. We want all nines and tens. We want people who are raving fans that are going to tell their family and friends <laughs> about us because we know that our business is going to be successful long term if we're getting that level of score. Yeah. Um, so, and we do know things go wrong, but when they do, we we are a company who will hear from us. We want to get it right um, and make it up to them. So, um, and we just consistently every month we look at all of the scores, why we're not getting nines and tens, and we actually proactively work on how we can improve that. And we've seen our score just slowly edging up um, over time, and um, and it's been a really big um, reflection of just listening to customers, but not just listening, but actually actioning. Yeah. Um, and we also give, because we use a lot of career partners, we give feedback back to them. So if we see scores being impacted by our um, business partners, then we work with them to try and improve that because if we can help their business, we know we get a better result for our customers. So we're really great at giving feedback <laughs> um, and um, we're really good at listening. Yeah. And I think what you've just described there is is um, listening to your customers but also taking action. That is so important. It's something oh, I... Yeah talk to my yeah. clients about all the time. It is just you have to take the action. And then if you take action, let your customers know that you've done that based on their feedback yes. too and they really appreciate it. Oh, they love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they know that you take them seriously. And, and I love um, how you said, you know, when we don't, you know, on occasion get it right, we contact those clients and you acknowledge it, you know, that is so important because you're saying – this is important to us and you are important to us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, now, I, you've mentioned it before and one of my questions was about um, that I understand you recently attended an exclusive leadership retreat on um, Sir Richard Branson's Nectar Island. This is absolutely one of my goals in life. So can you tell us about that experience? It must have been fantastic. It was amazing. It was definitely a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity um, and it was through Business Chicks. So that's the yeah. um, the group that organised the trip. Yeah. So the great part about that was that um, I was able to share the experience with a group of um, Australian female um, business leaders. And um, so that in itself was a treat to go somewhere incredible with a group of amazing women. Uh, and then his um, Richard Branson's charity, Virgin Unite, actually um create um, an amazing list of speakers so each morning it's a learning experience so you're hearing from incredible leaders we had um, the founder of Netflix um, there with his wife and they spend the week with us so I learned an incredible amount from from Mark uh, we also had um, an incredible guy who'd won the Muhammad Ali humanitarian prize um, Mick Ebling and and he was just inspiring so and it really uh, and Amy Cuddy who's one of the top TED speakers um uh, in the world. Um, so we had this incredible group of speakers there with us and that we were there with them all week. So it wasn't like a normal conference where the speaker talks and they disappear again. You actually got to sit down and dinner with them and talk to yeah. them. And, um, and it was amazing. So, uh, I, I feel very fortunate to have had that experience. And I think the, the key is taking those learnings and that, um, the growth and the opportunity that you had and actually making it, making use of that information. So, 
Um, and that doesn't happen overnight. There's, you know, some some bigger changes that I want to make to my business that um, from having that experience. And then there's a, um, yeah, there's some um, quick things that you can make um, changes uh, with. But, you know, that's where a lot of the inspirations come from looking at our, our brand values in a much deeper way and really leading our business with purpose as well. So, um, which we've always done, but I think we can do it better. And I think that's the great thing of having that exposure is you, you've you already done a good job, but you, you know you can do better and that um, gives you great motivation for that next yeah. phase of change. It challenges your thought process as well. And I've always believed in surrounding myself with um, people I can learn from and develop from and, you know, people who lift you higher because we don't always know everything. And if you get to a point where you think you do, but well, then you're not going to evolve. And um, and it's being open to those experiences, isn't it? And really embracing them and thinking, how can I use this um, this information or this knowledge or this experience somebody's just described and help facilitate my business and take it to the next level? Because, you know, it's always, you've got to continue to evolve. There's no stopping yes. in, you know, in relation to that, is there? Yeah, that's mm. right, exactly. Yeah. So what are the biggest lessons you've learned in business, Kelly? <laughs> mm. um, I think the biggest lessons is always to be yourself. Um, I think one of the things you've got to be as a business leader is be really authentic. So the person you are for your team is the person that you are for your family. So to be really consistent um, in all aspects of your life. Um, sometimes you see people who at work are very different to their home um the the person their family and friends see and I think that's very hard to be true and um authentic which I think is really important to me um and that also relates to business values and making sure you attract the right people to your brand that want to work with you and um really want to do the right thing by your customers so look most of my learning experiences I've had and the best ones have all been around people and the type of leader that I want to be and yeah. my journey is still very early I've got so much to learn um, <laughs> as a business leader and um, but but I think the, the I love learning and I love doing new things and I think probably that's why um, we've been successful because we don't ever sit back and say we've done it all yeah we've, we're here know, we, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, you, you, you recognise that, you know, there isn't an end destination, it's an evolution all the time. Yes. Yeah. 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 And and you know what? That's that's exactly why um you've been successful at what you do, because you're really open to that ongoing um growth and development uh and being better all the time. Not just you, mm. but your business as well. Yes. Yeah. And it's yeah. a great attitude to have. Yeah, we're always students. We're learning all the time, <laughs> and um, and I don't think I'll ever feel at a stage where I think I've um, uh, I I've know know it all because with social media, honestly, I still feel like I've got my L plates on. I'm still learning so many things every day. Um, so yeah, it's um because we've just started doing Snapchat at work, and you know, I've, the girls are doing it. They're doing an amazing job, and I'm like, right, you have to show me how we do it. So um, I'm always learning new things, and that's part of the fun, I think. So yeah. it's good. Well, it's Snapchat and Facebook Live for me uh, too that I haven't embraced yet. And I and particularly Facebook Live, I keep looking at it and everyone keeps saying, you need to be on there, you need to be doing live. Oh. Yeah. And I will eventually and I know, but it's it's hard, isn't it? Because you, 
you just it's not being resistant and you know that it's they're great tools um, for any business it's just because it's moving so quickly it's hard to keep up with it yeah yeah exactly yeah mm. now you're a mum and um, you run a highly successful business and I'm sure very demanding business as well how do you manage it all um, <clears throat> I got some great advice from um, other women in business who have children and it's always that you need a lot of help and it's so true. You know mum that runs a business or has a busy career can do it all by themselves. So um, it's, um, yeah, it's it's a challenge for um, anyone. Um, but we have a full-time nanny, um, Mel, who's part of our family and her family part of our family, which works beautifully. <laughs> and um, uh, so I think that's really key. And also I have my, my parents who um, live near me, which is really helpful. So. Um, Lots of help, and I never pretend that I'm doing it all by myself because <laughs> I, I'd be superwoman if I was. So, um, uh, yeah. So, lots of lots of helpers makes it possible for me to do the work that I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's really good advice. And I think outsourcing is, you know, asking for help as well because it, it can be challenging to do it all yourself. It's just it's not yes. possible, you know. Um, yes. And what advice do you have for anyone struggling in business? Um, I think the, the thing, if you're having a bit of a tough time, you've got to um, write down what the problems are or if you're confused about which direction you're heading in, just writing it down and writing it in paths. So if I did, if I made this decision, this is the flow-on effect. If I made this decision, this is the flow-on effect. And just make it, breaking it down into um, bite-sized pieces because I think when we look at the whole, like sometimes when I look at what what I've got to achieve in the next month, I, you know, it's <laughs> it's sometimes quite overwhelming. But yeah. when I write it down, I start putting it in tasks. Um, I start once once one foot in front of the other one step at a time and suddenly you realize you're quite a way through the process so um so yeah it's just making sure you you break any big problems down into little pieces and suddenly you, you can do it and you get motivation again and you can keep going mm, that is great advice and I would agree with you it's so important because uh when you look at a task it can seem very overwhelming one one step at a time yeah yeah it is. Finally, what does the future look like for you and Edible Blooms? Um, well, I think um, the um, the future looks like for us, um, we will be looking um, at new markets overseas. It would be really where we'd love to, to be. And um, But um, I guess it's just a, we've got a few things actually we're looking at at the moment, so I can't say exactly where, yeah. where we're going to be. but. Um, I'm pretty excited about what's ahead for us and um, and just the great um, growth that we get from our customers. We know that um, we're seeing a lot more corporate customers coming in through our doors and um, and that's really exciting. So um, we've got lots of, of new opportunities ahead and, um, yeah, so as I said, one foot in front of the other. <laughs> just keep plugging away one step at a time. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Kelly. I really appreciate it and good luck with everything and particularly your new ventures in the future. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for listening to the Honest CEO Show with Caroline Kennedy. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe on iTunes for your weekly dose on all things business. We've also made it easy for you by linking the subscribe to button on the virtual executive website. Caroline shares free business tools and resources there too. And if you're stuck and need some advice, book a free 30-minute session with Caroline or one of her team. 
go to www.virtualexecutive.com.au and check it out.